Hello and welcome to episode 273 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRLP. And join me always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter at League Freak. How you going there, mate? I'm going pretty well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I want to tell our wonderful listeners that if they go to manscaped.com and they put in our exclusive code, which is NRL, they get 20% off from free shipping, and it allows them to buy certain products like the Shears 2.0. Now, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools within a compact case made of premium PU leather. What's PU leather? Um, I don't know. Polyurethane? No, but... Yeah, probably. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it's got a magnetic closure uh, and displays laser engraving of the logo. Now you get um, you get all sorts of stuff in this. You get some tweezers, you get some rounded pointed scissors, you get fingernail clippers, medium grit nail file, uh, and you get the leather the case. Now you're probably wondering what do I need to cut my nails. You don't want to be a grot, okay? You need to keep your nails looking good. You want to feel good about yourself overall. You want to be ready to rock and roll. You need your hands, and particularly your fingers in order. You know what I mean? So go to manscaped.com. Try the Shears 2.0. They're listed on the website right now for $19.99. We give you 20% off and free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee if you put in the code N. R-L. And that applies to all of their stuff across their entire website. So go and do it right now. Absolutely. How could you not? Exactly. Now, now look, we, we've decided we're going to put out a short episode. Mm-hmm. And so that, that poses a problem for us because we like to do long, drawn-out chats and make sure we cover things thoroughly. Yeah. So I ask people on Twitter, you know, we want to do a short episode. What, should, what would you like to hear us talk about? And Jace replied, 15th century Chinese art. Now, I'm going to say, he probably thought that we don't know anything about it. I'm going to say, we're intelligent enough to know pretty much anything there is to know about anything. So, mm. did you know that during the 15th century in China, mm-hmm. there was a lot of debate about, you know, what the what the living fuck was a giraffe? Yes, yes. Now, the ancient Romans called them camel leopards because they thought it was a combination of a camel and a leopard. Of course. I mean, if you look at a giraffe, it looks like... A camel fucked a leopard. Pretty much. Mm. Um, but to Emperor Yongle of China in the early 1400s, he called it a quillin, which was a mythical creature that has been compared to a Western mythological unicorn, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And this happened during China's brief medieval golden age. Um, yeah. The second Ming emperor was Yongle. Uh, he's remembered for beginning construction of Beijing's Forbidden City. And... They've got lots of pictures in their art from the 15th century of giraffes being led around the city, and it, it made me think. Yeah, it's a myth, mythical sort of creature. Yes. What other mythical sort of things have we had happen in rugby league? There's been a few. There's been a number of them. Well, the first one, and I think one that's probably endured the longest, is the bowler hat episode, which you can probably talk a little bit about. Yeah, well, I mean, there was this story back in the, well, I think it was the 1960, 60s kangaroo tour, late 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this talk that there was, I think it was a bet or something being made 
and Johnny Roper was at the heart of it, and he lost the bet, and so he had to run down some main street in the middle of winter in England wearing nothing but a bowler hat. And apparently he went and did that. Yeah. Um, now, Johnny Raper was happy enough to go along with the story for quite a while until he decided he wanted to be an Australian selector. And he realised he couldn't have that little transgression against his name. Mm-hmm. So he came clean on the incident and, it was, and revealed that it was um, Balmain forward Dennis Mantiath who, who was the one who actually went around with the bowler hat on. So the incident actually took place, but it wasn't Johnny Raper. Now, do you reckon that? <clears throat> do you reckon that they said it wasn't Raper, so he could be a selector, or well, do you think it really wasn't him? It's well, the the Balmain forward. He he took the rap for it. Yeah, and I think most players would back them because that's a pretty funny story to take the rap for. Mm-hmm. So I don't think anyone's really going to know the full story there, because I think both both people will quietly say it was them. Yeah, and that's why it's a myth. One of the great myths in the game. Yeah, we'll never know. Now, another myth. I remember this happened to come about, I think it was in the early noughties, and it was this rumour that the Rugby League World Club Challenge was going to be played every year in the Seychelles. Now, I don't know where this come from, but it started to get a little bit of news about it. Uh, if you know anything about the Seychelles... You know that it's crazy. It's a crazy idea. It would never have worked. Why they would have any interest in holding the World Club Challenge, I don't know, because even Australia doesn't want to hold the World Club Challenge. (laughs) And that was one of those weird stories that just sort of come out of nowhere, and it was like, hey, how about this? It was was just very strange. It was this myth. Yeah, I can think of two more, actually, from Rugby League's beginnings. Mm-hmm. One is that Newtown was the first club formed. Mm-hmm. Um, all the all the media reports all suggest that all all state clearly that it's Glebe, but Newtown claimed to have a. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that this is wrong. I'm just saying that this is the story at the moment. Is Newtown claims that they've got a minutes book which says that just by chance their first meeting was actually held the day before Glebe's meeting was. Yeah despite there being no media reportage whatsoever of Newtown having a meeting until a week after Glebe had theirs. Seems very convenient, doesn't it? It's a, it's a bit dubious. Yeah. Um, the other one is one we've spoken about in the podcast before, so I won't go at length about it, but that mm-hmm. was the 1909 final and that Balmain and South both agreed to forfeit the final as a protest against the Premiership final being a undercard to an exhibition game between the Kangaroos and the Wallabies. Mm-hmm. It was actually Balmain that just did the protest, and it was mostly yep. because of reasons that impacted them. South just didn't care; they just they were just doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Balmain. There's a lot of hearsay that comes from the Balmain side of things there, but of course there is. All the media shows that it was Balmain that were, you know, going solely on the protesting. South had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that is, and that's one that's lasted a long time as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, another one, and this is a weird one. There was this, there was this rumor that Mickey Rourke, I believe it was, was going to do a rugby league movie. He saw rugby league one day and was like, I'm going to do a rugby league movie because that's how these things work. And that rumor eventually morphed into Vin Diesel was going to do a rugby league movie (laughs) because he saw rugby league one day and was like, yeah, I'm going to do a rugby league movie. 
Vin Diesel could probably actually make that happen. But funnily enough, nothing ever come of those two making movies about rugby league. In the end, they they got their man because Matty Johns did. Uh, it's yeah, kind of yeah. the same. That's a, such a bludger of a movie. <laughs> um, so another rumour that was a bit of a myth and a legend, and this was from the 90s, and it was that rugby league is really big in Morocco, and you didn't really get told why or given any proof and I'm sure that rugby league is played in Morocco in some capacity, or has been anyway. Yeah, Morocco but, has has played games. Yeah, but it was really big in Morocco. That was the thing. Um, Morocco, they played games in the Emerging Nations Cup in 95. That was the first time they played. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost all their, game, their two games in 95. They lost their three games in 1999. Um they put in some good performances. They had a 42-6 to loss to Ireland, an 80-8 to loss to France, a 34-0 loss to Italy, and a 104-0 to loss to Lebanon. Doesn't really sound like it's that big in Morocco, does it? Well, 2000 comes along, and they play in the Emerging Nations World Cup there. Yeah. And after losing their first game to a bunch of amateurs from England 60-2, to they beat Japan 12-8. So they're Japan, on the up. Yeah, Japan had a pretty good side that year too. Mm. Yeah, um, that game was played at Hull, too. Ah, oh, they would have loved it, going from they, Morocco to Hull. They loved it, of course. Yeah, How they could call, you not? They call Hull the uh, Mediterranean of the northeast. <laughs> the Mediterranean of yeah. of northern England. Yeah. Um, they then lost to the USA 50-10. to 10. They then were absent for three years before playing in the Mediterranean Cups in 2003 and 2004. Um, they copped a few... Let's say they, they got cheated when they played France. The ref the ref was against them. They lost 72-0. Ashley Klein refereed that game. Oh, um, yeah, he's crap. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, got done again against Lebanon, 60-0. That was a, that was a tough one. But um, I'll tell, tell you another international rugby league myth from the 90s, that anyone actually played rugby league in South Africa. That, I, I am convinced that any time there was a rugby league World Cup, a bunch of dudes in South Africa sat around and said, hey, let's put some footage together of us playing rugby league and we will get a free trip to wherever they're doing the World Cup. <laughs> oh, boy. No one could yeah. prove me wrong. South Africa's a rough one. Yeah. It's like they, they were just all of a sudden, there was South Africa. It's like, where the, where the fuck did these guys come from? They... Did you know that South Africa actually beat New Zealand in 1963? Oh, really? Yeah. It's not an official victory because they were running short on players and had to get Australians to fill in their squad. Now, was that were they playing in South Africa? No, that was played at Carlaw Park in Auckland. Okay. They, South Africa won four points to three. Okay. But I think okay. there might have been three Australians in that team. Wow. Well, that's... <laughs> That's that's about fourteen less than they run out these days. <laughs> okay. um, their next their next international win after that yeah. victory yeah. or sort of victory in nineteen sixty three came forty three years later when they beat Italy seventy six to six. Famous game that one. Oh yeah. Um, they've beaten Canada, the Philippines, and Malta since then. I wish we saw the Philippines play more. Hey. Yeah. That would be cool. 
I, I would love to watch them. I'd love to do one of our live streams during during a Philippines game. Absolutely. They've got a good mix of players too. Their yeah. um their hooker and, and longtime captain, Paul Sheedy, actually played quite a few first grade games for the Melbourne Storm in the early two thousands. You were saying that um Payne Haas played for them. Uh he's eligible to play for them. That's crazy. Mm. The biggest Filipino person on earth. <laughs> he certainly is. Uh, I, his brother, Cleese Haas, has played for them. Ah, uh, there we go. I How big's Cleese Haas? I don't know. Let's see if I can find out. I, he may not have a profile on Wikipedia yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, but it is coming. Um, what other myths have there been about rugby league? I mean, there's been all sorts of them. Um, they're the main ones I can think of off the top of my head, though. Have we missed any out? Other ones. Oh, there was the one that we talked about the other day during the 1997 episode where Morris Lindsay said that he had a number of consortiums that were ready to start a rugby league competition in Japan during the oh, Super yeah. League War. It's always going to have... Rugby league was always going to be going to China and Japan. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's the other one. Uh, the... Uh, I was going to call them Northern Eagles. Fuck it. Oh, the, Northern, the Northern Eagles, <laughs> which is a merger between North Sydney and Manly. Um, they were go- they're always going to play. Every couple of years, they're going to play a game, an exhibition game in China, Didn't and that's they... always on the cards for, like, next year, and it Wasn't never happens. one game that they played in China or Japan? Actually, it was against, in Japan, I think, against the Roosters in the 90s. They did yeah. play one trial game there. That's a long time ago, though. Well, you know, it takes a while to build up a fan base there. <laughs> They're still trying to sell a membership over there. True. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough one. Any? Can you think of any other myths in rugby league? Any other myths? Um, I suppose another one from the past, which we've already spoken about, was that um, uh, the, the... What was his name? Alexander Knox. Mm-hmm. Accusing JJ Giltman of cooking the books. Yeah, yeah. That, Found out that, he was he was wrong on that one. He was yeah. just a bit. Giltman was just a bit, you know, indisposed. I guess not because he was drunk or anything, but because he was in another fucking country instead of being able to write do the fucking books. You know, it's a bit of a problem, hey. It's pretty hard to do the books when you're in England in the 1908. Other, you know, the only other myth I can think of is Kieran Cunningham. I don't know. An absolute myth. There's another one that's um, playing for the Sharks at the moment. Young bloke. Used to play for the Panthers. Yeah, young Matt Moylan. (laughs) He's the next Darren Lockyer, haven't you heard? I'd never heard that one, but that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, Remember Luke Brooks is going to be the next Andrew Johns? That's true. After his debut game? What about that that, uh, Firebirds team? That keeps on cropping up out of nowhere. Like we got the Brisbane Bombers, and then That's all of a right. sudden there was this Firebirds team. And it's like, where? What is this club? Where have they come from? It just sort of, it feels very mythy. Yeah, that was going to be a, a Brisbane West team or something, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I thought the Firebirds was the name of one of the and women's netball teams. I thought it was too. I don't think they're called just the Firebirds. I think they're called. Like the maybe the oh no it's the Firehawks. The Firehawks, oh that that's more yeah. believable. Yeah, the Firehawks. I don't know why the Hawks are on you know, fire. I, but... I 
I think you'd be more likely to see a Bronco in Brisbane before you see a Firehawk. A Firehawk. Oh, I just, a Firehawk. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, you you'd know, more another one. You'd see a Titan was... on the Gold Coast than a Firehawk in Brisbane. That's true. There was the um, there was a team in, I think it was the early noughties once again, and they were going to be they were going to be called like Pacifica or something, and they were going to play games in. Um, Pacific Island nations, and I believe the South Island of New Zealand as well. And that kind of got a little bit of media talk, but that was that was nothing. Never nothing ever ever come of that either. Yeah. Um, another myth is mm. the salary cap will fix the game in England. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've been pushing that barrow hard for a few years now. They really have. Um. Oh, what about the Hawaiian team? I mean, I, I know there was a little bit to it, but there wasn't much to it really, was they there? Had, didn't they have a... Um, they decided to trial rugby league over there by having a few of the Pacific Island nations play games over there, but they didn't have... Pretty sure they didn't have any NRL players in those games. I've never heard of this. Oh, jeez. Pretty sure I'm, I'm a big proponent of having an NRL team based in Honolulu. It's yeah. only 10 hours away. Um, when was these games? Twenty. I've got 2016. We had Fiji play Canada 20, and beat them 26 to 12. Mm-hmm. And on the same day, Samoa beat Tonga 40 to 6. Oh, I think I remember that game. Oh, both on at the same time. Mm. Um, the Canada Fiji game was the the main event. I just thought of another myth: mm. the New Zealand Rugby League. Can see and can anybody tell me one thing New Zealand Rugby League's really done for the game? Just one. You know what? I'm pretty sure they've managed to get a sponsor for their national team that actually gave them money, which makes them. Less of a myth than the management of English Rugby League. Who do, I wonder who their sponsor is at the moment. Well, what about the English Someone Rugby is... League team being a myth? Ah, oh, see, they don't exist anymore. They're Great Britain now, aren't they? Oh, they're, yeah, a, myth they're too. a myth as well. Maybe they should call themselves the Northern Union again. Remember when they had that jersey that looked like somebody had put it together with crayon? <laughs> and I, I started, I'd started the hashtag Fear the Smear. <laughs> It was, uh, I could see what they were trying to do. Yeah. You know, something a little bit fancy, but uh, it didn't look good. This is the thing, international jumpers, they look their best when they keep them simple, and the original designs are usually pretty hard to ignore. They're pretty hard to beat. Well, the I mean, the Kangaroos jersey is one of the greatest jerseys ever. Simple um, and classic. The, the Kiwis one's the same. With the black shorts, though. you got to have yeah. the black shorts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, the yeah, Tongan a... one's pretty good. I like the the uh, the the Samoan one as well. Um, the Fijian yeah. one, it's all I, right. I really like the PNG gear. Yeah, but yeah, they, got... they they don't mix it up too often. They keep it pretty much the same the whole way through. But for yeah. some reason, England and Great Britain they want to change it all the time. Yeah, it's strange. It's, it's like kind of it, I mean, it, it's like everything they do. They're just chasing their own tail. 
hoping that somebody pays attention to them. No one gives a shit. I think we should we should go back to calling them Northern Union again. That way, when they do something that you know that you know they play games and they bring the game into disrepute just purely by being so crap. Yeah, people will automatically think that it's a rugby union team playing, and so you know they, it won't bring rugby league into disrepute because they've come up Northern with something union. here. Would it, would them calling themselves the Northern Union be the worst thing in the world? They're based in the north. Like, would it be the worst thing? They could say it's a, a throwback to history. Yeah. Why like, not? What's wrong about it? They're a That's union right. of northern-based clubs. That's what they are. That's right. I say let's go for it. Yeah, I, I'm all in on this. Yeah. I'm I just going to call it the Northern Union from now on. Yeah, they can have Papa John's as their sponsor on the front. Look fantastic. They can walk nope. around. They can they can turn up actually. Mm-hmm. They can run out on the instead of running onto the field at the start of every game, they can just go onto the field on those little delivery motorbikes. Yeah, like the Deliveroo ones. Yeah, Mitch Moses can hook them up. Just riding around full of gravy in the back. <laughs> Everyone puts a straw in. <laughs> Park them around the ground. It'd be great. Yeah, you get a front row seat. You get a bit of free gravy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Look at it. See. You could charge people a bit extra for that, and then you can actually start making a bit of money. So it'd be first for them, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, they won't know what to do with it. <laughs> what do we do with this cash thing? Oh, no, we'll buy some more vending machines. You know what we should do? We should look for a private investor and waste 750,000 pounds of this shit. <laughs> There's another myth. Yeah. <laughs> that they actually had an investor. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why does it take three quarters of a million pounds to work out that no one wants to invest in the game. How like, they could we... have just asked me. If they asked me, they could. I'd tell them for £50. Pounds. How I'd tell them for a tenner. About, how come we didn't think about doing that, what the Rothschilds are doing to them? We could have just gone there and said, you know what, we'll do the same thing the Rothschilds do. We'll charge you half as much. What if, okay, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're going to send them an email, right? Yeah. We're going to say we're, in, we're interested in investing, but we're going to need an investment from you first because basically – it's really one of those Nigerian email scans, really, when you think about it. We're going to say, you need to send us £350,000. And then we have a meeting with them, and like we both turn up in top hats and mon- with monocles, uh, basically looking like the Monopoly man. And then we get in a taxi, and we get out of there, and then we send them an email saying, yeah, nah, not for us. <laughs> oh, we could We could scam that even more. Because be we could right. just say, you know, you, you could go in there and do that and then set up a deal with, say, I don't know, me. Mm. But, you know, you'll charge them a fee for hooking me up. Yeah. And that fee will be type, double what I'm willing to pay them. So then I'll just give them half their money back. You know, <laughs> remember when I bought salfordreddevils.co.uk? Yeah. Right. I, my plan was I would sell it back to them. But I would want to do an official handover of the address at halftime during the game. <laughs> I thought it would be really funny to go out there and have all the fans booing me. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, any other myths? Uh, I can't think of any other myths off the top of my head, hey? Those are some pretty good ones. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we've got a pretty thorough list there. Yeah, we've gone through a few of them. Like weird ones. It's always weird how Rugby League will come out with some really weird story that makes no sense at all and then just completely disappears. And the people that peddled it, they just don't talk about it ever again. Yeah, it's like some some bad memory. I yeah. did not, that wasn't me. Yeah. Um, James Hooper being a journalist, there's another myth. Yeah, he's just a fucking blogger. Yeah, he's a blogger. I think there's people who write the inserts in Christmas cards have got more journalistic integrity in rugby league than what James Hooper has. Most likely. And they've probably written more accurate rugby league content. Most likely. <laughs> Simply by not writing anything at all about it. Mm-hmm. Big job. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything more. No, it's been a good episode. I think we've nailed this pretty well. Same here. Speaking of nailing things. If you are, you've got a bit of hair downstairs, you want to nail that stuff and get rid of it. You, you need to get some Manscaped products. Get get it in there. Shave all that gear off. Man, you'll be looking schmick. you gotta, you got to make it look good. We're all going for the Pappenhausen to start the rugby league season, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you go to manscaped.com, get the Lawnmower 3.0 at the very least. I'm going to click on the Lawnmower 3.0 on the website because their website's always open. That, you know, that's just what it is. The Lawnmower 3.0 by itself is $69.99. Nice. But it's worth it. Okay, this thing lasts forever. It's really well built. I prefer to get it in the perfect package because you get everything together. But if you just want to get the Lawnmower 3.0, it's absolutely fantastic. It's got skin-safe technology. It's not going to, you know, catch or anything like that. It's got a 600 milliamp lithium-ion rechargeable battery. How many other shavers can say that? It's waterproof. It's got ergonomic design. It's got adjustable guard with two lengths. You can go with some of that, uh, you know what you can go with? You can go with, like, that 70s look, maybe the, a bit like... Uh, uh, Willie Mason 2004. Not so much that. I'm thinking more you can go with the Chopper Reed, right? Or you can go for the lower one, and which is more the Jarhead. But we're going to go with the Pappenhausen, all of us. We're going to go for that Pappenhausen look. Um, and if you put in our code NRL at checkout, you get 20% off, free shipping, and it's 30 day money back guarantee what more could you want it's incredible andrew just it's, we do so much for you people we really do the only thing we're not willing to do is shave your balls for you you got to do that yourself or you know if you're a female and you're listening yeah freaky if you're a female and you're listening freaky's more than happy to come around and shave your balls for you <laughs> andrew <laughs> you say i locked up then because all of the words that I had, I was like, no, you can't use that one. No, you can't use that one. No, you can't use that one. So, but, you know, Andrew's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. But, yeah, so go go to manscaped.com. And, uh, yeah, we're all going to Pappenhausen. Bloody oath. Yeah, you can also get in touch with us. We're on heaps of socials. We're on um Twitter and Instagram at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. Get over there, subscribe to everything, like all the videos, yada, yada, yada. Um, you can also go to a website and send us an email on there, Freaky. Yeah, if you go to the contact section on com, and you use the little form there, it's really easy to use. And, yeah, send us a question, a message, 
Charles Pappenhausen, whatever you want to do. That'd be fantastic. We'll read out your uh, your emails on the show. Um, also, make sure you leave us a five star review and a um, you know a comment as well. It can be anything you want. Just make it either funny or positive. Yeah, or both. It, it, yeah. Yeah, and, we're not uh, going to we'll, take any negative comments unless you're a West Tigers fan. And then, well, I mean, what else have you got to talk about? Yeah, this saves me saying it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that'd be great if you can do that. And we'll read that out on the show as well, and we'll put it up on the website. Yeah. I think we've kicked all the boxes here. Yep, thank you. Boxes, that's one I could have used. Um, <laughs> thank you to everyone for listening to us. We really appreciate it. It's been a massive week for the podcast. We're getting ridiculous numbers. And that's all thanks to you. Go and tell someone right now. We're just about at the end of the podcast. Walk up to someone and say, hey, give me your your phone, right? And they're going to give it to you. You're going to subscribe our podcast. And then you're going to take a photo of your Pappenhausen for them. Yeah. I've given you two things here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That would be really cool. Nice. Um, and we've got some great history episodes coming up very soon to to get you through February. So um, keep keep tuned for that. Yep, pretty much. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Catch us all next time.